Can I get thrown in jail for pinching your fat ass if you're not wearing green today? That's the question. I mean, am I going to get it for, you know, sexual harassment if you walk by? Now, it's a holiday. You're breaking the fucking rules. St. Patty's Day says you got to wear green today. No, no. Having money in your wallet doesn't count. You're not wearing green. That means I get to pinch your fat ass. Legally. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it's a woman, your ass. If it's a guy, you know, you pinch him on the arm. But that's the law, folks, on St. Patty's Day. Now, what are we going to do, folks? 86, the St. Patrick's holiday? And the little not wearing green thing? By the way, where did that come into play on St. Patrick's Day anyway? If you don't wear green, we get to pinch your fat ass. And the only reason why I bring it up is because St. Patrick, oh, he was super suave. He was a... Uh, 5th century, I believe, bishop in Ireland. He wasn't even Irish. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, they believe he was born in England, possibly Rome, Scotland. Or not really for sure. A lot of mystery around St. Patrick. But what we do know is Patrick was, uh, he was taken prisoner when he was only 16 by Irish pirates. They drug his ass over to Ireland. They enslaved him you know, for like six years. They made him a sheep herder. And he herded sheep and he converted to Christianity while he was there. He had daily conversations with God. Am I ever going to get out of here? And one day he got the words, hey, you get to leave. There's going to be a ship ready for you and you're going home soon. Well, he did. He jumped on that boat. He went back to England. And then an amazing thing happened. He kept hearing the voices in Ireland calling him to come back. So he did. He took his family. He went back over. This is the place he'd been kidnapped and held prisoner. But he took his whole family, willfully went over there and became a bishop. And he saved a lot of people. And he brought Christianity with him. So there you go. That's the story on St. Patrick's Day. Like I say... At what point did St. Patrick go, hey, by the way, if nobody's wearing green, make sure you pinch their fat ass. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show, a properly a Joke Man Productions LLC. I'm a sailor Time for your host, Stan the Joke Man. Shipping off to Boston. Dropkick Murphy's there. Great tune. Last St. Patty's Day I celebrated in Boston was back in the 1900s, 1996. I was producing a show up there, and me and my sports guy, Pete McKenzie, drunk as monkeys. Of course, I was the only one running through three feet of snow down the center of the street trying to stop a cabbie because... Well, I didn't want to have to make the four-block walk back to our respective hotels. I'd rather get a fucking ride. It was cold out, and I was drunk as shit, as an Irishman should be in Boston on St. Paddy's Day. And um, I really deserved to get my ass kicked that night. I really deserved it. 
I wish I could go back in time and be that cabbie so I could pull over and kick my own fucking ass. That was stupid. Alcohol make you do interesting things. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Stan the Joke Man talking. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man show. A lot of people are going back and forth on what to prepare for St. Patty's Day meals. And everybody always thinks you got to get sausages and kraut or whatever the fuck the Irish eat. I know what I fucking eat. Hamburger hellhole. That's right. I like hamburger hellhole. That'd be hamburger helper. You can help your hamburger. You can make it a delight. Just smile and say cheeseburger macaroni tonight. Say cheese. Hamburger helper. Say cheese. Help your hamburger. Hamburger helper. Help your hamburger helper. Make it right here. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, I outgrew that shit. I... If a little possessed glove was running around on my kitchen counter, giving out orders like the devil, you're going to make hamburger helper tonight, then you're going to kill your whole fucking family. I'll tell you, that'd be one dead fucking glove. I'd 86 that shit real quick. I'm buying a normal potholder, bitch. Sorry, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Hamburger Helper. I outgrew the shit in the box that you buy at the store. But I started making the shit from scratch because I still like the concept. And if you make it with good ingredients from home, oh, my God. You want to talk about hitting the top floor in the flavor elevator, fuckers? It's delicious. Sorry, I'll just leave that with you. Yeah, if you have taste buds, you probably don't eat hamburger hellhole anymore. Right? Yeah, all through school and when I first moved out on my own, hamburger helper was the fucking go-to. So was tuna helper. And suddenly, goddamn salad. So now, I make my own hamburger helper. I got a fucking recipe here I'd like to give you. And the reason why it's fitting. For St. Patty's Day, there's potatoes in it, there's onions, there's beef. It's not veal, but it's beef. Same fucking thing. Garlic, cheese, beef broth. It's easiest fucking thing in the world to make, and it's delicious. And it's so fitting for St. Patty's Day, as long as you have plenty of beer to wash it down. So get your 18-pack, 30-pack, whatever. Down yourself a beer. While you're at it, grab a pound of hamburger meat. Greek yogurt, plain, some elbow pasta, smoked paprika, onion, garlic, cheese, and some uh, beef broth. Well, hamburger meat. I'd go ever so popular, 85% lean. Not necessary, but if you got some hot sauce and Dijon mustard, that'll help too. Open up a beer and saute them onions and crush your garlic. Put carrots in that shit, too, if you like. Like. Fuck. Crack another beer after you bandage your finger. And um, brown your onions. 
Go ahead and start cooking your onions first, okay? We're not cooking the hamburger yet. Down another beer real quick and go ahead and let's saute them onions in a little bit of olive oil for about 10 minutes. Medium, medium high. When the onions take on a translucent brown, you know, color, nice caramelized color, go ahead and add the garlic for 30 seconds. Then add your ground beef. Increase the heat to medium high. And by the way, I'm no Julia child. I'm just a bastard child, but I've been cooking since I was seven, and I couldn't teach a fucking class, but um, I know some simple techniques you can use if money's tight or just like something simple to throw together. This isn't a cooking show. I'm just trying to fucking help for St. Paddy's Day. Pay attention. God damn it. Everything's browned up real good. Go ahead and drain off three quarters of the excess fat. Not all of it. Leave a quarter in there. Hey, this is not a fucking health spa. This is cooking, and it's unhealthy sometimes. Fucking live with it, you goddamn debutante. You'll live. You don't eat like this all the time, but once in a while, it's okay. Leave a quarter of the fucking fat in the skillet. I'm not one to tell anybody how to you know, flavor their shit, so I'm not going to give you measurements, okay? You flavor shit to taste, but you want to go ahead and add your smoked paprika now. I'd recommend adding at least a tablespoon and work off that, you know, add a little bit more or whatever. Opening a beer always helps. Onion powder, garlic powder, smoked paprika, definitely you need smoked paprika. Put all that in there, mix it up. Got the heat up to medium high. Go ahead. You've added your ingredients. Now deglaze the pan with one can of 14-ounce beef broth. That Swanson 14-ounce beef broth. When that shit comes up to boil, add your elbow beef noodles. This is key. Cook the fucking noodles in the beef broth. Absolutely. The starch off them noodles will actually start to thicken the beef broth and make a real nice gravy. When it starts thickening up and the pasta is tender and cooked, now go ahead and add half cup of yogurt and cheese to your liking. Now um, mix it all in there together, let it thicken up, and I tell you, you're going to fucking love it. Stan the Joke Man's Hamburger Hell Hole, perfect St. Patty's Day dinner. Minus the potatoes, say. Who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> you're shit-faced. Soothing sound of drunk, half-naked college folks communicating the best they can in their native tongue. We have to decide. The Bible says that he has set before us blessing and cursing, life and death, heaven and hell, and we have to make the choice. Down in Florida, all the spring breakers, they've had boxing gloves and wiffle bats and all kinds of shit down there. Football's even playing tackle football. Letting out some of the frustration on the beach. Men and women alike. You know, beating the hell out of each other. Not really putting an ass whipping on each other. Just taking out some aggression. Yeah. I love it when the women fight because I don't think there's one ass not completely exposed out there. Does your dad know where you are, kid? (laughs) You think your dad's going to be happy to see you in this video? You drunk little shit.
I, I don't even know why it made the news. It's all in good fun, and it's sure as hell nothing new. It's just young folks blowing off some steam. Leave them alone. Look, if they're on the beach knocking the shit out of each other with boxing gloves, not really hurting each other and everything, trust me, there's a lot worse shit they could be doing. I could give a fuck. Hey, are you looking for a good reason to hate your gas company? Yeah, like OG&E here in Oklahoma. Hey, I've got a reason for you if you like. An Oklahoma City man is pissed off. He says his yard is fucked up after OG&E come on his property, I guess, to do a little maintenance work. They were down there to cut down a bunch of trees while repairing lines, and they didn't do anything to clean up the mess afterwards. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that it's OG&E's responsibility to clean up your trees that they had to cut down to get to their lines. Well, let's read the story. Let's be fair and read the fucking story instead of just jumping to conclusions. I feel overwhelmed, the man said. Dozens upon dozens of cut-down tree trunks and branches lay everywhere. I saw the photograph. Yeah, I, you need a wood chipper. May have to call Asplin. Or you just cut that wood up, put it on the side of the road, and say free rick of wood or free wood. Hey, listen, if I'm driving by that and I see it, I'll go back to the house, get my chainsaw, come back and cut it up. I ain't driving all the way to the cloud, but surely there's somebody around there where you live who owns a goddamn chainsaw. It's not up to OG&E to do your landscaping, even if they make a mess, asshole. That's right. Have you ever heard of a term? It's called right-of-way. That means they got to have a right-of-way on your fucking property. And to get and maintain them lines, they don't ask anything of you. But if they got to, well, they got to cut down a couple of trees to get to the lines, that's on you. Sorry. I understand it's frustrating. I'm a landowner. I get it. It's irritating. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't have it both fucking ways. Everybody got to chip in a little bit. Everybody gets put out sometimes. Fucking deal with it, spoiled child. You'll make it. Hey, you got some free wood there they cut down for you. That's the way I'd look at it, man. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying quit bitching. I used to do Department of Environmental Quality cleanups, and let me tell you, if them federal agents want to come in on your property anytime they suspect you're polluting the groundwater or something, Oh, you can bet your ass they're coming out, whether you like it or not. They'll give you a chance to clean it up, but if you don't, they'll clean it up. And believe you me, it's painful. You don't want that. Anyway, damn it, I love to go hunting out of my land, but I can't anymore. Because that pipeline company, well, the right-of-way supersedes me throwing lead around them pressured lines out there. Yeah, they don't like that. So I don't get a hunt out there anymore. My rights are being violated. Oh, shut the fuck up. And Def Leppard are coming to Tulsa in August. Tickets went on sale last night or the other day, and damn it, I am proud to say I've got six throw seats. You bet your ass, right in front of Nikki Six. I'm going to be. 
It'll be the fifth time I've seen them guys in concert in my life. I haven't seen them since I was a teenager. The concert's going to be at the Chapman out there at TU or one of my sons goes to school. Hope I don't embarrass him. He's in the Honor Society and, well, I'd hate to bring any embarrassment to him the next day at class, you know. Everybody's got camera phone pictures of me flashing my tits at Nikki Six and Vince Neal, sticking my tongue out at him. <laughs> I've just been a loyal fan ever since I was a little kid. Forty fucking years ago. I think it was 40-plus years ago I went to the Two Pass for Love show. And then, of course, there was Shout at the Devil, that tour. I was there at Convention Center, Tulsa. Why did I bring that up? Because, well, the tickets were almost 500 bucks a piece. Son of a bitch. For Motley Crue, really? Def Leppard? God, what happened to the days when I went to Theater of Pain for 20 bucks? Anyway, they're saying Taylor Swift ticket prices are dropping dramatically. And yeah, I guess Taylor Swift and Motley Crue must be on two totally opposite sides of the spectrum because Taylor, I mean, the Ticketmaster prices were $300. That was the fucking starting price. $300 for a, a nosebleed seat, I would imagine. Well, guess what? The tickets aren't fucking selling at that price. So they're, ha, ha, ha. They're being forced to lower the prices, folks, because the shows aren't fucking selling. Hey, Taylor. Maybe you should have Motley Crue as your opening act. Yeah, Def Leppard, they're going on world tour. They're having Motley Crue as their opening act, and guess what? The Def are catching $480 ticket prices on sixth row seats. You bet your ass. I wouldn't pay that to see you, but I'd pay that to see them. Hey, Taylor, you could learn a lot from Motley Crue. Actor, director, Ben Affleck, 50 years old, is a full-blown alcoholic. And, of course, Ben says that's Jennifer Garner's fault. That's right. <laughs> well, not verbatim, but he was certainly laying some of the blame on at her feet. It's bullshit. I guess Affleck was on Stern the other day, and, and he was saying that back when he was with Jennifer Garner, he was just drinking out of control. And if he had been with Jennifer Garner still, he'd still be drinking. Hey, fucker, stop saying Jennifer Garner when you're talking about your alcoholism, pussy. Hey, drinkers, stop saying Jennifer Garner or your wife's name or whatever goddamn excuse you use for your alcoholism. That's your fucking fault, asshole. Hey, Ben Affleck. Are you a man? You know, why don't you consider this, Ben? Maybe you shouldn't have married Jennifer Garner in the first fucking place. Yeah, Benny. You weren't happy at all because you didn't really love her. So, you bullshitted yourself into marriage to a woman you didn't love. You started drinking yourself stupid and there's nobody to fucking blame but you, boy. You. When I quit smoking crack, I didn't blame the crackheads. When I overdosed, I didn't blame the crackheads. When I went through rehab, I didn't blame the crackheads. I stayed away from the crackheads because I knew if I hung around them fuckers, I would make the decision to start smoking crack again. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of you spoiled pussies and your goddamn excuses. Jennifer Garner is not an excuse for your alcoholism, asshole.
Hey, uh, ladies, can we talk about dieting for a little bit? If you're out there and you're on a diet and you're trying to lose a few and everything, can we talk about something real quick? Now, listen, I am no dietitian or something, but I'm just a man who appreciates women, and I'm telling you, you ladies are too fucking hard on yourselves. I get so irritated at my wife because she just beats herself up all the time, and I hate it. Stop being so goddamn hard on yourself. Gwyneth Paltrow, actress Gwyneth Paltrow, Shallow Hal, I forget what other movies she's in. But anyway, she looks like shit. Absolute. Sorry, Gwyneth, if you're out there hearing this. And I got a lot of listeners all over the country. And if you're hearing this, I'm sorry, girl, but you look like hell. It's not sexy, Gwyneth. That little bone broth fucking diet you're on, that's not healthy. You don't look healthy. You don't look sexy. You don't even look good. You look gross. Eating nothing but bone broth every day for that's a got to be fucking unhealthy as shit. Too much of anything will kill you. Yeah, even too much good healthy will kill you. Remember the woman out in L.A. a handful of years ago who died from drinking too much fucking water? Yeah, she drank so much water, she drank all the electrolytes out of her body and it killed her. Too much of anything will kill you. And what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing is just absolutely sickening. It's a beef bone broth diet. Yeah, you lose the weight, but you're probably best smoking crack. Look, this is where I think crack could actually help people like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she's got the Karen Carpenter eating disorder disease, she's starvation diet, fucking killing herself. I can make the hunger pains go away. All you have to do is eat a slice of bread to soak up some of the acid in your stomach and you're going to lose a ton of weight. It's called the crack diet, Gwyneth. That's right. Crack diet. (laughs) I know all about the crack diet. Matter of fact, I used to be the Richard Simmons of the crack diet. Wrote a song about it just for you, Gwyneth. Some people talking just the other day When they said my ass was a nice round shade of fat Well dudes I got some news for you My days of dieting are through Instead I'll grab my pipe and draw on a rocker crack That's right, my waistline's already gone moving (laughs) that's right see crack does serve a purpose damn it (laughs) you look like hell Gwyneth and let me tell you something ladies hey I'll take a big round plump ass oh any day over no ass bone butts are gross give me a big fat ass any fucking day yeah I hope that bitch has a rip tide. I'm riding that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's getting crazy around here. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up with the Stan the Joke Man Show. We are broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here at high noon on Pandora, Apple, Amazon, and Spotify.
Just drop me a line at Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook. That is the best way to get a hold of me. You guys have a great weekend. Before I go, though, I want to say something to the hotheads out there. This is a weird time in the country because people are starting to wake up and realize just how much they've been manipulated by these goddamn propagandists. Take a breath this weekend. Think about who it is. Who's been pushing your buttons trying to manipulate you? And if they get you to throw your fucking life away, what are you going to get out of it? What are you going to get out of it? How is your life going to improve? I'll bet it doesn't, which means you're being manipulated. Don't let people pull your prick anymore and get you all worked up and then get you in trouble. There's a lot of guys facing prison because of the shit that went down on January 6th because they allowed themselves to be manipulated by these fuckers. Don't let them run your life anymore. Take your fucking life back and start paying attention to what works for you. Fuck these millionaires. They don't care. You understand me? They don't give a shit about you. But old Stan the Joke Man does. That's why I want you to have a good fucking weekend. Blow some fucking steam off. Go to Florida. I hear they're beating the shit out of each other. And you might see a naked ass or two. <laughs> Guys, I'll be back Monday, high noon. Until then, adios, mi amigos. Bye. I am sometimes